Okay, welcome to the Operations Mastery Podcast. I'm here with Jordan Fowler. He's the CEO of Moon and Owl Marketing. Uh, they're a full service agency, but I'll let him explain that better than I do. Um, you know, Jordan runs a imp- really impressive operation. They run, you know, under a team of ten, and they're just around that one million annual revenue um, mark. So we're very curious to learn how he operates his his agency and fulfills services for clients so efficiently. So Jordan, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, hey, you know, first question, what what core services do you offer clients and who is your, um, who's your client? What type of client do you work with? So we are full service and we can do full service, but to be honest, mostly what we do is digital because it makes the most sense for the most people. Very few people at least in our client, needs to be on TV, radio. So we just don't do that much. So we're doing a lot of web design, web development, a lot of recurring organic SEO, a lot of ad, you know, Google ads, some paid social, those kind of things, but mostly in the digital realm. Okay. And digital, um, what, what specifically? Uh, and then if you ask like client, client side of things, we're mostly medical. Um, and I'd say we're probably 90% medical and about 10% industrial, which is a weird, weird mix of clients. Um, but we prefer to work with clients who, especially for organic SEO, are going to have the patience to get the result. Like personally, I don't work with home contractors, no offense to them, but they're just lead hungry. And like in two months, they're desperate. And we prefer somebody, organic SEO is like your retirement account. You got to kind of keep investing in it. And so we prefer those medical clients that are like surgeon, surgical practices, um, both elective and non, or some pretty heavy industry type situations where they understand that it's going to be a long play to see wins. Yep. Makes a lot of sense. And, um, how many like roughly clients are you working with a month? Yeah, what's that volume look like and what's your team look like? So probably recurring clients a month. We're probably at about 20 to 25 um, for different things. Our team is incredibly small. Nice. Some of that, Nick, comes from the way I started this agency. So how I started it is... I was working at another agency that did only medical and we would get calls from other clients that weren't medical. And this, the president of that particular agency didn't want to mess with them. She'd say, just take them, work on them at night. So I would take them, work on them at night. And I have friends in other agencies and maybe they were like a car agency. So a guy built car websites or car ads all day. And all of a sudden we'd get something different. Well, they're all creatives, right? So they want to work on something different. So I would say, hey, I've got this other opportunity. It doesn't compete with what your agency does. Would you like to do it? So we like that's where the name Moon and Owl came from because we were moonlighting and everything. So by nature, I started with these like strategic partners rather than employees, friend who's a web dev. And I'm like, hey, man, give me this much time, right? Well, eventually I transitioned out of that medical agency, not planning to do medical, planning to diversify and... I just got led right back into medical, not through the relationships I had at that agency, just in general. It was kind of kind of random how it happened. But because we started that way, we've always been a distributed agency. So I only have um, I have 
one and a half other W-2 employees. And, and then I have some people that they contract with us, mostly us, maybe a little bit, a few other people. Um, and then everybody else is just like a strategic partner called on as needed. So we are probably about as lean as you, you can get as far as a staff to, to kind of do the revenue we do with the staff we do. We're very, very efficient. I guess you could say we run super lean. So um, first of all, it's very impressive. Um, sometimes agencies do that, but the owner is working 12 hour days. Is that you or you're, you got time for, you mentioned five kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we have five kids. We're empty nesters, to, you know, they're in college, but I mean, up to like a couple of years ago, my kids played multiple sports. Mm -hmm. I had sporting literally Monday night, you know, Tuesday night, volleyball, cross country football. They all play different sports. Yeah. I just, I'm 54 and, and I guess at this point in my life, like I'm not trying to get my name up in lights. I'm not trying to, you know, be famous. I don't do the, I don't go around. I don't want to be on the speaker circuit. I just don't care about that kind of stuff. And so we pretty much keep our head below the parapet, just work hard. Um, but no, I can usually shut down, you know, almost five, five thirty every night. Nice. And um, 20 clients with only like one and a half W2s. How do you, how do you manage fulfillment for them? Are you constantly checking in with them all? You know, how, how, you know what processes do you have in place to, to do that? So for fortunately for our SEO, which is most of the recurring things that we do once we, if we build the website and or the AdWords, we have a pretty good system that works. And so we really, most of our clients they trust us enough at this point to just do a one hour call with us every month. Um, and we do a detailed deep dive into the performance metrics where we're heading. We've got a couple that are a little younger with us that still prefer that mid month. Also like 30 minute call just to strategize to touch base. Um, but we send out for paid, we send out a weekly report uh, for organic, you know, they're seeing their details. So they're confident because they're seeing metrics constantly. So it's not that constant, we got to call. We got to do that. So a lot of what we do and, and the, the full-time W2 person is our senior um, account executive. And she is a machine at um, just making sure every element for every client's getting done. So if we have writing done, she's tracking that article. Did we send it to the client? Did we get it back? Is it approved? Um, you know, if, if there's a project and we just, I mean, we use... We're not fancy. We use, you know, I use two basically trackers. I use Trello, right? Just a simple tracker that way. And then I use Workflowy, which isn't really designed to be a um, task tool, but it works perfectly for how I need it to work because I can see who's it's assigned to. It's very nimble. Um, now, with some clients, we do have to work on their platforms. So, I've, you know, we've worked in... Kajabi, we worked in Asana, we worked in, you know, uh, different things. We do use Slack heavily to keep us very, very organized. But pretty much between, you know, Google Sheets, Workflowy, Trello, and some Slack, as far as like internal management systems, that's what we use. Wow. That's pretty impressive. And you mentioned a lot of the recurring is writing. How are you able to fulfill like constant SEO, blogging, et cetera, for clients 
are you involved in the editing? Like typically that's pretty high volume and requires a lot of work. Yeah. So for one, our theory is it's always better to do one incredible article for a client than, than four bad ones. Mm-hmm. And our articles are pretty long form. Um, like there'll be two, 3000 word articles sometimes. Um, and we're, so we were, we were a little less efficient. I know you're into automation and efficiency. So we were a little less efficient because one of the things that really works with SEO is you have to tune the content. And that means you have to put the topics on the page that Google expects to be on the page. And so there's like five or six different softwares that do that. And we didn't trust the math of any one software because we just don't. So we kind of wanted to aggregate all those together. So what we were doing was literally writing in one of them, grabbing that content, posting it into the second one, checking it, doing some tuning, putting into the third one, tuning for, and then we'd go back to the first one and realize, okay, now it messed up that score. Right. And so then you're, you're banging your head against the wall. So I got kind of fed up with that. And um, my daughter has a friend she went to high school with, and this kid has been coding in Python since he was like 12, I think. I mean, he's brilliant. And so I just called him up and I said, listen, here's what I need it to do. I need to basically grab, grab, all this, and some of these don't even have APIs, but we got to get a way to get this all into a spreadsheet, upload it into the software. It's going to automatically score it based on all six of these. We write the article. When we put it back in all of them now, it scores great because it's done. The client can go in because the other thing that happens, sometimes you'll get an article really tuned and then the client will go make edits and kill important sections or words or all that. The cool thing about this is it has like all the terms that need to be used are on the left-hand side, kind of in three tiers. Most, And so if they're doing an edit, it works just like a Google doc and they kill like a important sentence or word, what that'll turn red on the left. And they're like, Ooh, okay. Then they have to make the decision. Am I willing to sacrifice, you know, the SEO side of things for voicing? Like we have one surgical client. He's a LASIK doctor. He does not like to use the word surgery. He likes to use procedure. I get it. However, surgery needs to be in the article from a keyword, you know, entity right. standpoint. And I just told them, hey, you're going to have to make the choice of like, you know, if you don't want this, it's hurting you SEO wise. He's like, I don't care. I'm, this is where we're going. Like, okay, we're fine with that. But that has, that, that software probably has allowed us to probably double our content outlay in terms yeah. of pacing. But the other cool thing it does is it gives us an avenue because we can also provide a one-off template for a non-client. Mm. So what we'll do is we've got several people who are like, oh, send us some templates. Their writers will write in it. We don't write it. They write inside of it. They get great tuned content. It works. And all of a sudden they're like, well, what else do you guys do SEO wise? And we can actually move them into be a full client sometimes. That's the goal of it. And uh, how many writers do you have? We have... Depends on how busy we are. We have one full-time writer. Mm. And then if needs be, like if it's a crucial, crucial, I call it a pillar page, like a main page, not looks like an article on a site. Mm. I'll get involved in that um, at times or Hunter will. Um, that was my background, you know, was in the writing area before I started this. So that it works well for us that way. And- yeah, again, super Super. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you're probably cranking out, even if they're one to 2000 word articles per client that's on content, almost a hundred pieces a month, or is, is that too much? 
No, that's too much. Like, no, because if you got, so if we've got like 20 to 30 re recurring clients and they're getting an article a month, yeah. one great article a month, one great one, that's 30 articles right now. Right. We all do, we're doing like, I don't know how much your listeners know about SEO, but we're doing full schema that goes in the header code with those, you know, there's a lot more that there's goes into it. Who does all that? So who does Still, the you know, strategy? Yeah. Um, so we do a very interesting keyword strategy. So when we first get a client, this, we don't use AI to write, but this is where we actually use AI. We create these massive, they're called entity attribute value tables, right? Mm -hmm. You can do that in any of the Claude, chat, GPT, whatever. And we treat these massive tables. Um, and basically, um, it ensures the site will ultimately have more breadth and depth than any, than any, almost any other site out there. So what we're doing is we're not doing as much like just keyword research that does play a role in it, but we're, we're almost doing like a master plan to say over time, if we'll cover the full breadth of this EAV table, we'll have more topical depth and breadth than probably almost any of your competitors will. And, mm -hmm. and, and it'll really help. So it's, you know, as, as, as Google shifted machine learning, you know, it's become much more topic research than keyword research still plays a role. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like it used to be, you know, even, even five years ago, it's totally different. Mm -hmm. um, it sounds like you're very numbers driven. I mean, to write an article and then have six different softwares score the article on different variables. I have never heard an SEO agency do that. Typically it's, Moz, Hrefs, or WordPress plugin, you know, scoring an article for basic things like keyword density and grammar. Right. Um, so that's impressive that you've added that into quality checks. So you don't have to have three layers of editors uh, or you're like really getting in there and touching every word. Well, the other thing it does is it allows us to, because the articles are so tuned, we can outrank pretty large sites that probably have more backlinks than us at mm -hmm. first. We worked with a, I'm a cyclist and we worked with a cycling wheel manufacturer and he was ranking. We really tuned his long form, like guides to triathlon wheels, guides to gravel wheels. And so these pillar pages mm -hmm. and they were all ranking. I mean, some of them like one or two. And I mean, he's going up against big players like, you know, Shram, Shimano, some of those huge brands, but the content was just tuned so well. Like you can make up for not having as many backlinks if your content's just really dialed in. I'm a numbers guy. Like I'm, I'll admit it, I'm a numbers nerd. Mm -hmm. I'm an INTJ. If you're into the Enneagram, <laughs> Enneagram 5, like my theory is in spreadsheets we trust, right? <laughs> like bring me the data. Don't try to manipulate me with any kind of buzz or feed or hype. Like what do the numbers say? And yeah. we just... That's been our approach to content creation as well. Wow. Yeah, that's impressive. Um, okay. So th this is great because part of being efficient and automate and automating things isn't about doing things as fast as possible. You have to have quality. That's why I don't use chat GPT to write my blog posts, things like that. So I like that you've gamified enough of it to pump out quality without, um, you know, sacrificing speed. So I, I commend you for that. Um, awesome. So, I mean, this, this has been a pretty good interview. I, I think this is a, a lot of value for our clients who are trying to deliver great work to their clients or whatever, but, um, 
they find they have to hire all these writers, edit everything. You're saying that by stitching the right tools together, you can create a really good like checks and balances and um, spit out quality. And I'm sure there's some tools you don't want to share or, or part of that six tool algorithm that uh, is a right. little proprietary to you, but um, it is really important. The other thing I, we live and die by, Nick, is Loom. Like anytime yeah. I do something that I think someone else will need to do on my team or a strategic partner, I mean, I've got a gazillion Loom videos. I'll just, even if I don't know if I'm going to use it or not, like I need a record of me doing this and I'll just do it. And then we've got it in there. And so then if, you know, we bring on an intern or whoever short term, I'm like, Hey, just do what's in this video. We'll be all right. Right. And so I'm, I'm, I'm very focused on SOPs, but I would do them almost all through just recording on Loom rather than writing a bunch of stuff out. That's really impressive. Yeah. People underestimate training, um, Loom videos and all, all of those. We're power Loom users. Like we, we used to do a lot of check-ins with clients, check-in calls, but it takes a lot of bandwidth. And we started sending them Looms with, um, with their metrics and it, it's like almost doubled the capacity of our, our account managers. So I love, I love that you use loom for, for that. Um, what do you guys use for reporting? We have a dashboard that's real time. Cause we do, okay. uh, or sorry, my other agency, we do LinkedIn marketing. So they just log into a, a dashboard and see the reporting, um, 24 okay. seven. Yeah. Cool. Um, what you're, you're reporting, you said that they don't ask too many questions or want too many calls. Cause you're pretty clear with them with the reports. How do you send that? Do you, is it a pre-scheduled call each month? Do you email it to them? It's pre-scheduled. I am a big believer in do not provide data without narrative because yeah. all kinds of things could have happened. So, you know, some of our clients would be like, Hey, just mail us a report ahead of time. I'm like, no, nah, we're going to walk you through it. Right. Because for example, this big shift from UA to G4, right. One of the things that we changed the, the tracking was from click to call to call to web. But well, they're going to see their call numbers go down horribly because click to call was getting a bunch of click bait and, you know, call the web. Had, you have to be on the call 10 seconds. But I need to be able to say, hey, the reason your calls look so different mm. is they're way more accurate now. Right. It's way more of a realistic number on what that is. And we also always start with what they care about, like. I see SEOs all the time will say, oh, we, you know, you're number one now for left-handed blue-eyed, you know, hernia surgeon in this minor suburb. And that bamboozles, you know, a lot of people. That doesn't keep your business going. So we we're very in our we're very we use dash this for our reports, for our performance reports, which just is basically a fetch out of G4, but it's prettier. And we start with conversions, like how many organic conversions did you get? How many patients did you get from organic? Mm. And then we move into traffic and then we move into like what content is working. And, and then, you know, like if they're local uh, Google business profile, but the, like the ranking report goes on the back because mm. I don't want them micro watching. Everybody has their favorite pet peeve term that they love to watch or their pet term. And they're like, Oh, we got to rank for this. And I'm like, there's not that many searches on that term. Like, look at the overall volume. Our revenue's up from organic. Like, let's keep our eye on the prize. And so that's helped a ton. And it's kept them from like getting into the, oh, this one keyword went down one, this went up two, because they see their overall revenue grow via organic or if we're doing paid media for them being paid. So it really helps. I, I love that you don't just attach metrics. They have to be 
with a narrative and then they have to tie back to revenue, which is what matters instead right. of some of these vanity searches, like, you know, uh, things that don't actually book calls and things like that. So, well, and the best thing, Nick, is we'll get our clients that'll search themselves and they won't see uh, their Google ad at the top at the, you know, and yeah. Shane, our, our paid strategist will be like, exactly. I'm doing my job. And they're like, what are you talking about? He goes, you've probably searched that terms 52 times and you've never converted on it. <laughs> I don't want to show you that ad. Oh, right. Yeah, and they're man. like, Oh, okay. I get it. Right. Like it finally yeah. makes sense to them. Jesus. That's smart. <laughs> yeah. Um, and how, do, so taking a step back into the client acquisition, like how have you gotten these 20 clients over time uh, and how do you, yeah. Like, yeah. How does that work? Your marketing and sales process. So I'm a big believer uh, that I, I I go to a church in Texas and the, one of the pastors always says your destiny is tied to your relationships. Mm -hmm. And I really believe that um, almost everything that we've gotten has been through some form of relational connection. We've gotten, if we rank well and organic ourselves, so we've gotten a few inquiries, but I would say our best clients were referred by another client. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there's an ophthalmologist in St. Louis that recommends an ophthalmologist in Portland that represents a hernia surgeon. Um, and that doctor network, they communicate pretty well. Yeah. Um, industrial has been a little less like that. It's been a little more go. They just kind of find us because of some of the other, some of the clients that we work with, they'll be like, Oh, they work with so-and-so we should give them a call. Um, but yeah, we haven't, I haven't run ads for our agency in years. I do kind of keep our SEO focus high, especially in the whole medical SEO side of things. Yeah. Um, just so we can get found or if somebody were to hear about us in searches, we have credibility if they did a search. Um, but we haven't had to do a lot of, of go getting. We've been really, really blessed in that sense. Yeah, so. that's impressive. Well, I always say that like referrals, you can't wait and sit for referrals unless you're doing really great work. Um you know, and so the fact that you guys are focused so much on results, you retain your clients so well, that's a marketing strategy in itself. You know, I always, I always yeah, we say don't, we don't, Nick, we don't use long-term contracts either. Like yeah. it's 30 days notice and you can fire us at any point. Um, that's I don't right. want to lock somebody in for months, nine through 12, where they hate me and I'm dreading their phone calls. Like if we can't get your results, like fire us. And, you know, sometimes it takes a while to get organic results. And people to say, oh, that's risky, Jordan. Like, mm -hmm. but but again, it shows me if they're going to be a good client for us, because if they're at month two going to fire us, they don't have a good long term outlook on what is really going to grow their business. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost like they self fire themselves without me having to, to do it later. Yeah. Wow. And um, sorry to jump back to the writing thing, but your writers, do they do their own research and start from scratch on pieces? For the most part, um, so the one element that we've brought AI in on just on some of our outline creations. Mm -hmm. So we create these massive EAV tables. We'll pull out those rows of the table that have to do with this particular page and we'll load it in and then we'll say construct an outline mm -hmm. and maybe like suggest bullets. But that's a very rough guide. And we know like certain things have to go like sometimes that'll throw uh, like a why choose us section down low. We know that has to sit very high. So we're flipping those around. But then from that point on, um, it's a lot of research. It has helped that a lot of our clients 
are now medical. Mm -hmm. So like if we do the research on one ophthalmology article, we've got the research, right? We won't write it the same for every client because we also do this huge branding exercise with every client mm -hmm. and we stitch that branding into every article we write. Mm -hmm. So even we might do the same research and it might be a similar outline, but the article outlay is going to be very different because we emphasize different things depending on the differentiation of the client. So Amazing. we, the one piece, uh, the one tool I do like a lot for medical is consensus app. Um, it is very good because it only searches Google Scholar and mm -hmm. it will throw out the sourcing. So you can go look at the abstracts and that kind of thing. Um, it's not written like, then you got to dumb it down, you know, for the non-medical person to be like, okay, let's write this at a ninth, eighth grade, ninth grade level. But still, it's really good for gathering kind of like medical intel data. Amazing. Um, great. Is there, is there anything else you want to share with, with our audience or anything about your agency where they can find you things like that? No, I mean, we're at moon You know, it's a little bit of a case of the cobbler has no shoes for his children on that site. Cause we're so busy. Like I, I, I there's, I need it. Like if you go look at when the last blog we wrote was, it's been a while. Um, you know, and I'm asking my clients to make like short vertical videos and they're like, why aren't you doing that? And I'm like, I'm too busy taking care of you guys. I don't have time to do it, but we're at moonandowl.com. Uh, and I would just say like, you do not have to get trapped into the, we got to have a cool office. We got to have a huge staff mm -hmm. like, and they all have to be together. Like get the best people you can get. Yeah. Work in relationship. However, they want to work. Like some of my best, one of my best design guys, he didn't want to one come work for an agency. He wants to work for himself. I'm like, okay, just give me the hours then, you know, every month to, that we need to design some stuff. So get the best people, you know, get them on the bus to quote Jim Collins. At everything that you do, then probably what other thing that we do that helps back about every quarter, our, our biggest expense is software because mm. we use a ton of it for SEO. Like we have a, a, you know, we have HRFs and we have Majestic and Inlinks. And so I kind of go back and go, okay, what did we really use and what can we cut? And we keep our expenses real, real, real lean. Um, and that's what allows us to kind of roll with that small of an org. Yeah, it's amazing. I love the the mindset shift from being this huge agency to just operating more, more efficiently. Um and and I don't want the pressure. Like I have a friend that owns a huge agency. Yeah. And when times are bad, he'll sit down with me at lunch or over coffee, man. And he's like, I've got families that depend on me. Right. Yeah. And and I don't have that. Right. I don't have like 40 families that depend on me. I'm still able to create jobs and stuff for people, but they're strategic partners. And if we can't give them enough hours, they'll go get it. Right. So I, yeah. I just love that pressure not being on me. Love it. Love it. Love it. And I uh, love that Jim's Jim Collins book as well. Um, yeah. yeah. So, all right, everyone. Well, appreciate your time, Jordan. This has been really valuable for our audience. Rarely do we have agencies that have this few internal W2s and, and put up the numbers you have. So um, I always respect a numbers driven, process driven CEO. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.